All right, everybody, this is Bernard. And this is Samir. All right, and welcome to the Angry Blurs podcast. Where the nerds are black and the nerds are angry. All right, I went first last week. You go, sir, what you got? Okay, so it looks like this whole Amelia Clark thing is gaining traction. What are you talking about? Because uh, I don't know what's going on with Amelia She Clark. is actually going to replace Amber Heard. At least multiple film outlets are saying, some news outlets are saying that she's going to replace Amber Heard as Mira in Aquaman 2. Hmm. I mean, she looks the part. She, you know, just dye her hair red, and she's she's there pretty much. She's she's pretty. She, you know, she acts good enough. So I'm 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 okay with it. I'm just, I mean, I'm just surprised that this came from a whole social media thing, like you know, like. Well, because everyone's on Johnny Depp's nuts. They're like she's the toxic one in the re- in the relationship. So get rid of. To Amber be Hurt. fair, she has a history of toxic behavior. It makes no difference to me. I mean, I still don't like the Aquaman movies. And what what you call it, acting was flat anyway. So good riddance to bad rubbish, I guess. I didn't think her acting was flat. I think the way they gave her was flat, mostly. I think Amber Heard could have acted a little better. And as far as her personal life goes, I don't know the lady, so I can't phone the PM. But um, I'm sure Millie Clark, if she does actually get into the role, will do a good job. At least at the very least, she'll look the part. Yeah. But who knows? I mean, you know, let's actually wait till something is confirmed, like, you know, solidified in the ground. But I got a bit of movie news that threw me for a loop. So one of my favorite directors, he's probably one of yours too, Edgar Wright. Okay. He is doing a reboot of The Running Man. I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. That was a thing. Yeah. So if you guys don't know about The Running Man, it's a Stephen King novel. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger was in the original Running Man, right? In like the 80s, um, I believe. Arnold Schwarzenegger. I don't think that's the case, dude. You know, I'm seeing the original. Real I believe it was Arnold. Let me check. Yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, he got a lot of roles. Uh, yeah, he was big in the 80s. Yeah. All right. So. This is a dystopian tale that follows an impoverished father selected to appear in a government-run game show where he attempts to survive 30 days while hitmen try to kill him. So kind of think like a grown-up Hunger Games. Well, you know, this actually inspired the Hunger Games, more or less. So, yeah, if you want, you can go I mean, Battle Royale inspired Hunger Games, just saying. Well, Battle Royale was inspired by The Running Man. How was it, that? though? It could have been. Are you sure? Do you know that uh, Battle Royale inspired the Hunger Games? Did Suzanne Collins come out and say that? Everyone knows she did. They did. Come on, come on. We don't know that. But anyway, like I said, uh, Edgar Wright is developing the story with uh, Michael Bacall, and then uh, Michael Bacall co-wrote Scott Pilgrim versus the World with him. So, yeah. And there's no confirmation or not if a hologram of Richard Dawson will appear, but who knows? You never know. Well, just be on the lookout for that. I can't wait to see who's cast. Like I said, Edgar Wright's a good director. I wish he would have stayed in the MCU because he was supposed to originally direct Ant-Man before Peyton Reed did. But things happen. All right. What do you got? Okay, so I'm excited because they released more news on Baldur's Gate 3. Of course. 
And uh, they, they not only they gave us a long uh, rundown of all the stuff they released in the patch, which I'm not going to go over because it was lengthy, but I definitely get, think you guys should go check it out. But they did give us a showcase of the Druid class, which is pretty awesome, and the tweaks that they employed uh, when they uh, put it in the game. Because obviously, with you know, if you don't know, D&D gives you a lot of choices. So when you pick a Druid class, you're able to change into animals. And pretty much any animal you've ever seen, uh, you know, barring the the challenge rating of the animal, so you can't transform into like a red dragon, obviously. But you could transform into any animal you've seen to a certain level. Anyways, to mitigate this, they locked certain forms to other to certain subclasses of the Druid. So I thought that was pretty cool. Like Druid of the Moon are the only ones that can um, transform into a polar bear. You know, cool. so I thought that was pretty dope. Yeah, and then they give you all these options like. You know, there's it pretty much adds a whole new level of role play to the game when you can circumvent all these obstacles and just find new ways of, um, to tackle certain missions just because of your skills. That's that sounds amazing. I cannot wait to play this game. All right. Well, you guys Maybe we can get Bernard to play. He, you know, he hates on isometric RPGs. See, I was just about to give you a compliment, but now, you, you know, you can go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So. This was a bit of news that kind of threw me for a loop. So Zack Snyder's Justice League is not filmed in widescreen format. All right. Hold on. Again? Yeah, it's not it's not shot in widescreen format. So this is actually going to be four by six. Can I finish? Yes. So the Snyder cut is going full frame and, and Snyder. Um you know, said why it isn't shot in one by 33 by one. So, you know, as everyone knows, Zack Snyder loves IMAX, loves shooting in IMAX. But the scenes he shot for Batman v Superman were rendered in full frame and the one by 43 by one aspect ratio. But, you know, he explained that he originally intended to shoot all Justice League with this aspect in mind so it could fill up an an IMAX screen. Because I don't know if you noticed, but like certain, well, you probably don't because you don't own the Blu-ray, but certain scenes, they, they switched to the IMAX format. And like another movie that did that was Transformers Revenge of the Fallen, I believe. Trash. Yeah. So he said my intent was to make uh, was to have the movie, the entire film play on a giant one by 43 aspect ratio on an IMAX screen. All right. Superheroes tend to be as figures. Superheroes tend to be, as figures, they tend to be less horizontal. Maybe Superman when he's flying, but when he's standing, it's more vertical. Everything gets composed and shot that way. And a lot of the restoration is sort of trying to put that back. Put these big squares back. It's completely different. It's a completely different aesthetic. It's just got a different quality. And that is unusual. No one is doing that. All right. So basically, everything is going to be more or less squared. And, um, you know how we have the black bars of on the top and yeah. the bottom? They're going to be on the sides. All right. And he also confirmed that he will also be doing a full black and white version, which he called the Justice is Gray edition. I mean, okay. Yeah. Like, I would prefer to have a widescreen movie. You know, my eyes have gotten used to that over, over the past decade and some change. What are your thoughts on that? I don't have, I don't, we don't have an opinion, opinion on it, honestly. I have to see the finished product to see if it actually, if it actually, uh, if it's good. 
Yeah. Yeah, because like I've been saying for the longest, what if it still sucks? Yep. All right. What do you got, my friend? Okay. Um, so I don't know how I feel about this, but uh, DC Universe's new Supergirl is the young and restless actress, actress uh, Sarah Kelly. if I'm saying correctly? I believe so. Yeah. And uh, she will play the role in the upcoming Flash film. So before I, you know, make any statements or draw any conclusions, um, if it's a multiverse thing, okay, fine. Do that you want. Yeah, we, we did kind of say that uh, when we were speaking on the phone earlier. But yeah, yeah she, she doesn't look Hispanic to me. Supergirl or the girl that, the one that's playing Supergirl? Sasha Kelly. Right. So... She, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I honestly, she doesn't really pass for a complete Caucasian slash European to me. She looks, I mean, her skin looks pretty olive, you know, and she looks like she tans pretty well. Just, I mean, okay, here's a perfect example. Does Jennifer Aniston look Greek to you? Kind of. Uh, <laughs> she doesn't look. She doesn't look. This, um, she definitely doesn't look as as a uh, uh, Western European as um as uh. Uh, Courtney Cox. Courtney Cox. Dang, I don't want to get the name on my head. Yeah, Courtney Cox. <sighs> well, looks pretty Mediterranean, essentially, is what I'm saying. Yes, I can kind of see Jennifer. Because once again, Jennifer Anderson also tans well. True. You know, it's not like she just burns, you know? Like some people, even if they put on um, so a ton of sunscreen, they just freckle up and burn. That's all they do, you know, because of how pale they are. Yeah. Whereas Jennifer Anderson, we all know, tans well. Yeah. All right, you gonna continue or you got? You oh, know. that's it. That's I'm, like, I'm gonna reserve judgment for later. I'm just letting people know that they casted uh, Sasha Kelly from the Younger Wrestlers to play uh, Supergirl in the Flash movie, and hopefully they don't screw it up. And hopefully at the very least dye her hair blonde. If they're not, unless they're gonna go full on, oh, this is also Universal, and this one, you know, uh, uh, Supergirl is a, it, it appears to be of a Hispanic descent, which is weird because you have to also point out that. Um, they're they're aliens, so technically they don't have a quote unquote Hispanic descent on on Krizan. So it's like, uh, you're yeah. hairs there. Plus, it's it's kind of getting to the point where you know when you cast people, they don't really dye their hair anymore. Like Chris Evans didn't go like full blonde; he was more like a dirty blonde, if anything. Like exactly. M- Melissa yeah. Benoist never dyed her hair blonde. She Ezra still Miller would still have dark black hair. Yep. Uh, who it's else? like what the deuce. There's somebody else in Marvel who I believe I can't I can't remember, but yeah. So according to Deadline, she was one of over 400 actresses who auditioned for the role, and most of them didn't know what the role was until late in the process. And she had to do a chemistry test with Ezra Miller over Zoom, and they said that the character plays a fairly significant role in the film, although that is just speculation. But yeah, he saw. More than 400 auditions from women in the U.S., Argentina, Brazil, Mexico, and Colombia. But yeah, once again, The Flash is slated to release November 4th, 2022, and will feature cameos from Ben Affleck and Michael. Yeah, that's a long time. It's a year from now, man. You always got a drink on the freaking what you call it. I'm thirsty. Thirsty. I'm also eating a lot of chips right now. You look at me in the mic when I'm crunching the chips. All right. You had countless blessings. Okay, I guess. Oh. I'm over here, like, like y- y'all gonna be over here, sitting here eating the chips and writing in the notebook, doing two things at once. 
True. All right. Well, a bit of news uh, that as far as black cinematics goes, because we haven't even done anything black, black History Month related. So Atlanta is supposed to be starting to shoot next month. Finally, after what, a three, four, five year hiatus. So season hey, was, it, was, it, was it five years? I think uh, season two premiered in like 2017 or 16. It, ha- it had to be like 16 or 17 because I was still at my old job and I used to watch it on a flash drive. But yeah, so season three and four will be shot back to back. And Donald Glover is also getting his own content channel on Amazon Prime. I don't know if you saw that. I saw that he, they're doing a uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith remake, which I'm excited for. I, I, I think I brought that doing, up on the last podcast. Right, I didn't know he was doing a full uh, a full channel by himself. Yeah, well, that just got announced this week. So he's going to be like an EP of like developing content for Amazon Prime. And Jordan Peele is also direct, uh, pitching in another horror movie. Don't know if he's directing yet, but it is going. Uh, he's going to be teaming up again with Daniel Kalula. From Get Out, nice. Black Panther, Judas and the nice. Black Messiah, and Black Mirror, and Kiki Palmer is also going to be in this. Oh, cool! Oh, we'll yeah, see that for her. Yeah, so I'm going to check this out, and I can't wait for it to come out. And a little bit of gaming news: uh, a Breath of the Wild two update will be coming sometime later this year. Nice. Yeah, I mean, I just started playing Breath of the Wild probably like two, three weeks ago. Uh, I still have no idea what I'm doing. Too open. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying. Make the Sounds map slightly like smaller. Needs to be good. You shut up. All right. What do you got? What do I have? Hang on. I got to pull up my notes again because I thought your, your point was going to last longer. I don't know why you, you know, put your notes away anyway. Well, I can't just- I'm tabbing it now. Anyways, okay, let's talk about Mortal Kombat. I know we're all waiting for it, let's do it. Yeah. Uh, I'm still on the fence. I mean, I'm glad I have HBO, so I don't have to actually go to the theaters to see this or go about the illegal way of watching this film. Okay, so here's my thing. I'm also still on the fence, but I I would like to go to the theater and pay this movie directly to support it. But the problem is I have a couple trepidations. I have a couple of notes about this trailer. I don't have enough information to form a, a, a definitive opinion, but a couple of notes. One, the Molina controversy. It's like, I get, okay, so I, I kind of want to give them a slide on this one. Molina, oh, because Molina is black? No, well, I was going to give them a slide on that too. I'm talking about the, uh, the, the, the makeup on her. Like, it would be really hard to get that mouth right on a body that size, possibly. I don't know, but she doesn't have the same gravity as her her um, video game slash combo counterpart because it, it, she just looks like she has a bad uh, a bad grill essentially. Just needs yeah. dental work as opposed to legit. She's a different species altogether, or she's a mixture of two species. You know, it's like she's just a human with messed up skin around her mouth and and you know kind of sharp teeth. That's all I'm getting at. I'm not, I don't really see the monster there, you know? I see a person that needs dental work. Yeah. Uh, additionally, yeah, the, 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 the ethnicity of the actress is a bit weird because then she has to be a clone of Kitana mixed with Tarkatan DNA. So if you're not going that route, are you immediately coming out saying, yeah, we're not doing this because of X, Y, and Z? Because if you're, uh, you may not know this, but the director came out and said, yeah, we decided to do this, this, and this. He actually had a full video with IGN interview. 
and explaining why he, he made certain decisions. I think more filmmakers need to do this when they're adapting something at the very least. You know, that way they can explain their choices. And that way maybe some of the fans aren't so pissed off, you know? I have most of my issues when I see an adaptation that, that I don't care for is usually because I don't understand the filmmaker's decisions as why they changed something that was clearly super cool in the original content, you know? But essentially, you know, he talked about how hard certain things were to do and things like that. In this case, the Millennium thing, I have to kind of speculate, maybe it's too hard for them to do and make it look serious, um, take it seriously enough. I don't know. Uh, my next, this is even bigger of an issue I have with this um, film that hopefully they resolve or hopefully it doesn't come out as bad as I think it will, is the new character Cole, what's his name, Cole something, Cole Newman? I don't know. I don't even think they said his last name in the trailer, but. He has the last name, you can Google it, it's yeah. Cole something. Todd Garner, um, the producer, he actually responded to somebody on Twitter about okay. Melina. So uh, somebody named Eddie uh, Crime 5 said, with all the gore and action looks on point, but the Melina redesign, much love to Sissy, uh, who is playing her, you know, Sissy uh, Stringer. Uh, he said, but why did Warner Brothers do this to Melina? I hate the costume and where are all the teeth? Todd Gunner just simply said, that's not all of her. Okay, so if she comes out and maybe unhinges your jaw and her teeth pop out. It might be a cool reveal. Okay, like I said, I'm gonna reserve judgment for later. I'm actually have to watch this movie. And again, with the whole new character thing, my my stance is, yeah, he made a point in the interview of saying how Mortal Kombat has a history of adding new characters in every iteration. That's fine. But here's the issue why I have when it's a movie. One, a video game has anywhere from it could, as low as 12 to 40 characters in a game. When you add a new character and you're going through the story mode, you can you can single out one character or you can make them bleed into the background. A lot of times when you add new characters, they're not integral to the plot that much, or they are, and they, they're welded in with the new characters. And everyone still gets their screen time. With the movie, you have anywhere from a half, an hour and a half to two hours to get your point across, and any and every little minute counts, okay? So screen time is super important. So when you have characters stealing screen time because you have to exposition dump or make them look cool because you, you made a point to add them, it's a slippery slope, all right? I'm not saying that it's going to suck and it's not going to go off well. I'm just saying this new guy has to come in and be just as cool as every other character that's been out there since 30 plus years, all right? His name is Cole Young. I just Cole Young. Yes. And it's like we have to, we have, and, and they obviously want us to like him. So he's, he's the character's already fighting uphill. Now, you can go to the right of some people saying, oh, well, who cares? I just want to see fatalities, which is a legitimate stance. Or you can be a super, a, a, a kind of a lore nut like me who doesn't want to see, you know, a new character pull away from these uh, movie adaptations of these characters I've seen since I was a child. So hopefully it goes well and hopefully he doesn't take up too much screen time. Or if he does, he does it well. And, he, and the character is immediately likable. And heck, who knows? Maybe he comes into the comic and he, and he comes into the, um, the video game. And he does a good job there too, possibly. I knew I recognized him. What's that? Where is he from? He was Shatterstar in Deadpool 2. Was he? Yep. He's also on Netflix's Wu Assassins, which I keep meaning to check out. And he was also on Into the Badlands, and he played Zhao Ching and Iron Fist. Okay, so he's um He's been around. Oh, he's been around the martial artist too. Yes. All right, like I said, he's not a bad cast for what they wanted to do in the movie, which is good. I just hope that he can carry the character and the character's written well, and he's not just an ex- I mean, the, the point of the character is he's supposed to learn with the audience. If Hopefully he doesn't flat. That's what I'm saying. If he can carry it along, we can care about his journey, then mission accomplished. 
Also, I have to point out that apparently so far this movie doesn't have Johnny Cage in it. Maybe we're wrong. Maybe he he is in the movie. But they took a new character, put him in there when they could have easily just made Johnny Cage's character do all that. Bring back Lyndon Ashby. No. <laughs> He's old. I, I, I got no look. He's the best part of the original movie. I will not. I will argue that all day. And never forget, right? he was also one of the best parts of Teen Wolf. I, I, I mean, I guess maybe I don't. But the point is, he yes, he's the best. He's the best uh, part of that original movie. And killed but, him off within the first ten minutes of the second one. Yeah, right. Like what the frick? Like how you do? Johnny Cage was the best part of the first movie, and you kill him off in the beginning of the second one. It made zero sense. Anyways. He's old, all right. If, if, if they can, if he had a, if he had a, a son who was a carbon copy of him, in between the ages of twenty five and thirty, sure, put him in the movie. But he ain't, all right. Got recast. He is his son. I mean, sometimes I mean, you know he's only you know, sixty. That only sixty. Also, acting isn't hereditary. Look at Scott Eastwood. I know. All right. Um, anyway, I, mean, I, I can't think of a single movie I've seen with Scott Eastwood off the top of my head. Uh, Fast and Furious. Yeah, he was in the Fate of the Furious. Seven. Fate is eight. Oh, eight. He was in Fate of Yeah, he was in eight. Oh, okay. But yeah, so if you do indeed have HBO Max, you can watch, uh, almost said Warner Brothers, Mortal Kombat on, I think it was April 18th. Uh, April 16th. So, yeah. Or go to the theater if it piques your interest. Well, Samir's not going to go to the theater if the score is rotten, but he has HBO Max. So, he can watch it at his leisure in the comfort of his own home. And then we're going to rip it to shreds. Yep, just the same way we did New Mutants. Oh, boy, that was fun. That was fun to rip that movie to shreds. Okay, but hopefully it, it was. I don't want to do it. I want to enjoy the movie and I want to gush about it. I'd rather gush than rip things to shreds. But if I got to, fine. I'll, I'll rip it to shreds. That might be the name of the episode. I'd rather gush. Said might be. But so one of my favorite actors who has played multiple people in the Arrowverse is going to reprise his role. On CW. And do you know who that is? John Wesley Shipp. He will appear as Jay Garrick on Supergirl. Oh, that's right. You mean Stargirl. I said Supergirl. Yeah, you did. You said Stargirl, right? You meant to say Stargirl. Yeah, I meant Stargirl. Yeah, I don't know why I said Supergirl. But yeah. So John Wesley Shipp, if you don't know, he played Barry Allen on the original 90s series of The Flash. He played Golden Age Jay Garrick, and he's also played 90s Barry Allen on The Flash, who died in Crisis on Infinite Earths. And he also played Barry Allen's father, will appear on Stargirl uh, in season two, which is now, of course, a CW exclusive since DC Universe is dead in the water, with the exception of the comic book portion of it. But yeah, so... So, yeah, so he is uh, going to be in a flashback episode, which basically establishes the golden age of the JSA. So if you have not watched Stargirl, all the members of the JSA are dead, with the exception of the Star Spangled Kid. Because you finished it, right? Um, no. Well, spoiler alert, Joe McHale is still alive. Joe McHale is playing who? Starman. Oh, yeah, he was Starman. But yeah, so we have no 
update on when season two is going to drop. Hopefully it's in the summer because it is a summer show. But yeah, let's just, you know, sit back, relax and wait. All right. So what do you have, sir? Okay. Announcements from BlizzCon. You know what? Okay, go ahead. Oh, um, yeah. So I'm just going to run down some of the things they announced that I care about. Honestly, I'm just going to gush about uh, Diablo 4. Um, so I'm on the fence about this. So here's the thing. I want to boycott Blizzard. And I, I know we try to avoid making political stances on the podcast. But maybe we do. We feel like we say we do. We just talked right. about Nina Carino for like a whole 48 years. I know. We, yeah, we did. Okay, so we suck at not taking serious political stances. Let's say that. All right, so I do try to boycott Blizzard. I stopped playing um, Overwatch a while back and, and whatnot. But at the same time, I do really want to give Diablo 4 a whirl when it comes out. So it's like, I don't know, I'm on the fence. Because on one hand, I guess I can justify my choices by saying, well, I do have to support the developers who it's not their fault that Blizzard made those decisions and whatnot, right? And they deserve to be paid and, and, and eat and live indoors. So I should buy the game so that I can support them. Things Did you like hear that. about uh, Twitch replacing Metallica's BlizzCon concert with uh, hilarious non-metal music? Yeah, I, I did hear about that. Um, anyways, we're back on Diablo 4. It looks pretty dope. Sick uh, cinematic trailer. Definitely go check it out. And basically uh, showcases a road class and all of its um, and, uh, and a showcase of all its abilities. A lot of range attacks, uh, quick movements, things like that. I don't know. I'm getting pretty hyped. I think so far we have the Necromancer, Barbarian, and um, one other class that they already showed. But I'm excited for Diablo 4. I'm, I'm, at this point, it's most likely I'm going to start playing it when it drops down. Who knows when? Because we don't have a release date, which is another thing. It's like Blizzard, they, most of their projects are so far out. But like I think Overwatch 2 is like next year, I think. If yeah, that. they said like some type of announcement will be made in like March or April. Yeah, nuts. Anyways, that's, 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 I'm just excited about Diablo 4. So you, you so that's all you want to talk about instead of you know some more stuff out of BlizzCon. I mean, I don't like World of Warcraft. I mean, you said you were going to talk about BlizzCon, not just Diablo. Okay, God. All right. So Overwatch Two, uh, they they revealed a, a crap ton of new details. Um, mainly uh, two new maps. I think one is Rome, the other one's New York, and they're different. Basically, so Rome has all these really cool uh, ancient architectures. And then I think uh, the the New York map is like a mixture between old and new. Like it has the village in it, and like and it still has all the the futurism that they have prevalent through all the um, Overwatch content. They show more of um, uh, heroes, uh, new heroes like Sojourn, which is cool. And oh yeah, and they also showcase the uh, the new a lot of the new designs on the characters. Like uh, like basically they change. How Widowmaker looks. They showed new skills on new existing characters. Like Reinhardt has two uh, hammer um, beams or whatever he throws out the, the shockwaves from his hammer. He has two of those now instead of one. And he, I think they changed his um his handling on how he pins people to the wall. So that's pretty cool. And right. yeah, they, this other um, design choices that yeah, it's, they're too long. They're too many to, to, to name. But yeah, pretty cool. And honestly, that's most of what I care about from BlizzCon. Honestly, I'm, I'm like, I don't really know. That's, that's it. All righty. All right. So I was trying to find some interesting news because I didn't really see that much stuff out of Nintendo Direct besides, you know, they're re-releasing Skyward Sword. But um, let's 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 jump into some news that we rarely, rarely talk about. 
comic books. So, DC has announced 11 new titles coming out this year. What are they, Bernard? Okay, so yeah, so we got Deathstroke Inc., which I'm just like, excuse me? Uh, A Harley Quinn animated series sequel, so I don't know what the hell that's supposed to be. Is it like another season? What do you mean sequel? Maybe it's like a half a season. Like DC did that with the digital line for like Arrow and like the Flash. Like they did the Flash season zero, which made no sense because it would just be like Barry Allen as a CSI detective or whatever. They have a Wonder Woman 80th anniversary title. Uh, Elseworld, which is half of the new center of the new DC Omniverse. A book that is a working title of DC Vampires. We're getting a new Batman and Robin series. A series called Joker. Continuity Batman and Robin? Yes. So Damien's back? I don't know. So we got another book called Joker, a puzzle box. The Legend of Batman. Crushing Lobo, which I'm very interested in. Nubia in the Amazons and DC Middle Ages. Ooh. But yeah. So they said that um, there's been positive reception based on new characters such as Punchline, Clown Hunter, Liar Liar, and Ghostmaker. And so yeah, they Punchline got like mad drip, man. I'm I'm, I'm kind of excited to read more about her. You don't even read Batman. I want to. Well, she gutted Harley Quinn like a fish. I mean, that's going to happen. I mean, is she okay? Is she going to come back? I suggest you read Batman Joker War. Yeah, definitely. Oof, that'll sound... Yeah, definitely want to be Which was actually a good book because Joker took all of Bruce's money, so he is no longer a billionaire. He is just a millionaire. For now. I don't know. Like, the... um. I think he's under investigation by the FBI or something like that. I got to... Man, how often does Tony lose his money? Yeah, but this has never happened to Bruce Wayne in the 85 plus years that Batman is. No, but rich characters lose their money. They're going to come back. It's fine. But smart and, and smart people with a lot of money usually make more money. That's just what happens. He's not Donald Trump. He's not an idiot who's just born into it. He's a smart dude that was born into it. Different. It's funny how you just brought up how we try to stray away from politics and you just brought up Donald Trump. Look, I'm just leaning into it now, all right? We're just going to accept what we do and just lean into it. True. All right, what do you got? That was it? You you done? It was 11 titles. I went over all the titles. They didn't really reveal much else. Okay, what do I got? Um, all right, well, I... Uh, did you, did you get around to watching that trailer for that new Dota series that's going to be on um, Netflix? No, the only trailers I watched this week were for Mortal Kombat. The other clip for Invincible, which really kind of is a trailer, but not in Cruella, which I really wasn't that interested in. Okay, well, we're going to talk about that next. But yeah, so. Um, the so means. Oh, hang on. What Sorry, my phone activated it. My phone activated, my bad. All right, so yeah, the Dota trailer looks pretty dope. Um, I'm not I'm not a big fan of Dota, so I don't know what lore they're pulling from. It looks very different from the game, though, so I don't know if there's any existing um, influences you're pulling from it, but it looks really cool. It's made by Studio Murr, who you might be familiar with. Um, uh, they made some TV shows such as The Boondocks, Black Dynamite, uh, Avatar Legend of Korra, 
uh, among others, but they, they they are on point when it comes to animation. So I'm excited to watch this show. The trailer looks pretty freaking baller. So you have the name it, of the please. series? Dota, uh, Blood of the Dragon or something like that, or something with Dragon. Uh, hang on, let me see. Uh, Dota, yeah, Dragon's Blood. That's what it is. Okay. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I'm excited about that. Let me see when it comes out. Uh, um, These are things you should have prepared. March 25th, so actually really soon. Yeah. Okay. And that's on Netflix, correct? Yeah. All right. All right, so let's talk about the... Hold uh, on, first trailer. things first. Tell Carl to shut up. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I guess we could tell him to shut up. Um, anyways, let's, let's move on to the Invincible trailer. Very awesome. Very bloody. Just how I expected it. Dude, dude. It's like people forget that because of the color palette and the subject matter, how how Invincible gets down, it gets down. That shot gets so bloody sometimes. It's so awesome. Dude, he got wrecked. You saw that when that mace hit his body? Like he exploded. I'm like, what the frick? And you I honestly I haven't read the comic in a while, so I'm like, yo. You really forget the... Uh, yeah, I'm kind of regretting letting my 13-year-old goddaughter read it. But, I mean, I showed here the image of where, you know, Robot chopped off somebody's leg. I'm not going to say who. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, she can read it. So, yeah. I mean, the book is geared for teens. It's not mature. Exactly. I mean, honestly, by the time you you hit 13, you should know that people are squishy on the inside when you cut them. Red stuff comes out. Yeah. But yeah. Very awesome. I'm going to upload it to the Angry Blurts Instagram and Facebook. As soon as we're done, I would do it now, but I don't want the background noise of the audio loading to reverb into the mic. But yeah, I can't wait. I can't remember when it drops again. I think it's March 16th as well as everything else. But I will be binging those three episodes back to back to back to back to back. I'm getting, I'm getting, I know we talk about this. I'm getting tired of not getting full seasons when we release streaming shows. Well, I mean, Water Cooler Talk sucks. We're not read. I'm sorry, March 26th. I keep on jumping off 10 days. I mean, live with it. That's all you can do. Or you can wait. But, you know, then what are we going to talk about? I don't know. We, I mean, I just, I just, I just miss the days I could burn through a whole series in one to two days and be like, yeah, I'm done. I can move on my life. I'm just stuck on the hook. Like, yo, we're going to talk about one division a bit, but I'm like, yo, I'm stuck on the hook. Disney has us by the balls. It's like every time and they look at the release dates. I have to, I have to clap my hands and just, just, just bravo Disney because you're at your bunch of assholes. All right. It's like they dropped the Mandalorian and then they dropped one division. And then once that's done, they're going to draw freaking um, Bucky and um, um, Winter Soldier and um, Falcon. It's like... I was going to say Bucky is the Winter Soldier. Yeah, it's like we're never going to get free of them, you know? It's like, I get why they did it. They don't want people to cancel their subscriptions. They want to keep you on the hook. And we're on the hook. I'm sorry, we're we're wiggling on the goddamn hook. Hook okay? like a sinker. Just, I'm just... I don't, I, I don't know. I can't, I, I can't take these, these episodes ending. It's like... How long are the episodes in, in Invincible? I believe it's nine. 
Nine episodes for the first season? Yeah. In, in 30 minutes or, or how long? I don't know the length. I just know that we are getting the first three episodes when the series drops as a whole. But it might be a half hour. Like, I'm even checking on Lottie. to see what the runtime is. They have nothing on here at all. And there is nothing on IMDb as far as runtime goes. Like I said, what a cool talk. Sucks. All right, whose turn is it? Mine or yours? It's mine. You actually just went twice. So a character who has been in limbo for the longest is going to get his own series from Marvel. And do you know who that is? Reptile? Yes, it's Reptile, actually. I don't know why they do. Look, I like Reptile this much as the next guy from who was reading Young Avengers. But is he really that cool? And, can, and why would it, why him of all care? This other Avengers why not Dark Academy. Hawk? Why not Dark Hawk? Because no one cares about Dark Hawk and it's Avengers Academy. He wasn't in Young Avengers. Listen, all I'm saying is Dark Hawk, he's a long running character. He's always in limbo. He has a cool power set. He has, he's interesting. I would say Dark Hawk would have been cool. I mean, this is a four issue limited series. So I don't know how they're going to bill him as Marvel's next biggest hero. I mean, the guy has been around since I want to say 2006. No, nah, I think it's like 2007 or not. Yeah, seven, because he debuted yeah. right after Civil War. Yeah, he was around. Yeah, he, he dropped in. He, was he in the initiative? No, he wasn't. Yes, in the he was in Avengers Academy. Okay, so he was in the initiative. Okay, yeah. so yeah. So this is going to be written by Terry Blass, who has written uh, Hotel Dare, Deadweight, Murder at Camp Bloom, which I... Um, so this is his Marvel Comics debut. So it's a four-issue. Like I said before, it's a four-issue limited series, and it's drawn by Enid Balam, who has drawn a book called Omni. And this will explore explore reptile's secret past as well as his exciting future well i mean i don't one. yeah i mean the the past, we know that his parents uh got killed trying to find the gym that gives him his powers right and we know that the gym has other properties like i remember in mighty was it mighty avengers uh i think it was mighty avengers that, that was the team where luke cage um white spectrum. tiger spectrum was on the team yeah, and I remember, and I, I actually didn't like how they ended up with this character, but this was kind of the downfall of the White Tiger brand as a whole. Anyways, I digress. Um, yeah, so him, uh, him and White Tiger both had to just we, we're bargaining with their their power sources. Like she had to give the tiger one night a month, and I think he had to do something with the with the gym because the gym was tired of being a hero. Yeah. Like, all the all the all the um the the boring heroes that they had to do was pissing off the. The patrons of their powers, basically. Yeah. I mean, T'Challa went through something like that with Bast a while ago, like a few years ago, when Reggie Hudlin was writing Black Panther. Yeah. Like, shoot. It's like, or yo, Cinerac, like Cinerac. Again, girl. let's, 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 uh, let's FTS. Let's fuck some shit up. Yeah. It's a Cyrac. Cyrac. Is it Cyrac or Cyrac? Cyrac. C Y Y T O R O K. Cyrac. You mean Juggernaut's patron is Cyrac? Yes. Okay. All right. Anyway, I digress. Okay. I thought one of the most interesting things about uh, that particular um, pairing was that I mean he liked King Marco just fine, but when Colossus took, he loved Colossus, loved him because heroes are always in the front line defending people, and the amount of chaos that that he was just employing was just just he was eating it, just he was living it up. 
he would he was not letting go of Colossus. I thought that was a pretty cool um, dynamic. Yeah, uh, apparently, um, apparently Aquaman. I mean, not Aquaman. Sorry, that's part of my next story. Juggernaut no longer has the gym because I'm catching up on Savage Avengers, and they and there was a little editor's footnote said, "Hey, find out how uh, Colossus. I mean, so uh, Juggernaut. Yeah, no longer has the gym in his miniseries. Does he? What is he doing now with a sub? I don't know. He 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 teamed up with uh uh Colossus's sister and Black Knight to fight uh Asgardian Dragon because they need one of the eyes of Agamotto. Oh so cool. Take down also you can't say Liliana Rasputin or Magic. I couldn't remember a code name. <laughs> yeah, Magic or Magic. But yeah. So yeah, if you are a fan of comics and you would like to know more about Reptile, uh, issue one comes out May 26, and the cover is drawn by Paco Medina. Man, I don't know about that. I'm I'm, I'm gonna be on the fence. I'll check it out. Speaking but, of comics, though, let me go ahead and um, start getting some new comics right now. I'm gonna, yeah, that's what I'm gonna try to do. Need to catch up, son. Oh, also, I'm gonna go way back. Okay. All right. The uh, writer of uh, Battle Royale said he got it from a dream. Hmm. A dream because he watched The Running Man a day ago. No, his his depiction of a totalitarian fascist government is also influenced by his favorite Stephen King novel, The Long Walk, not The Running Man, apparently. They're the same damn movie. I mean, they're the same damn book. Only difference is Stephen King wrote The Running Man under, under a pseudonym. Mm, I don't know if the running man and long walk are any, are any different. The point is that uh, that's where you got the the, the inspiration from. Just okay. saying. All right. So a bit of news that threw me off. J.J. Abrams is doing a dark version of Constantine. It's a reboot for HBO Max. A dark version of Constantine. How was the other one light? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It is. All right. Um, I guess Matt Ryan isn't going to be part of it. Neither is Keanu Reeves. Okay, so everyone loves Keanu. I get it, but he kind of was a miscast. Yeah, or they, they didn't dye his hair. He wasn't. He wasn't British either. He wasn't British. And we oh had, God, he wasn't British. And we had no, you know, indication of his sexual orientation. Everyone knows Constantine is bisexual. I mean, he did. He, well, they they weren't going to do that in the early mid two thousands. Wasn't somebody in the Matrix gay? Was someone in the Matrix? So, gay? I believe somebody in the Matrix was gay on the ever. Persephone kind of swung some kind of. She 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 smooched on now Niobe, and like the the side stuff in the game. That's about it. I guess. But no, they weren't going to touch on that either. You know, there ain't no gay representation in most media, especially around that time. Now it's a lot of gay representation. Well, not a lot, but it's getting better. And it's and it's kind of funny, especially since both of what's Wachowskis have you know switched genders. Yes, they uh they're they're now uh they came out and they're now assigned they are they assigned themselves genders. Yes, they now use the pronouns she and her. Yeah, it's Lana and I can't remember the other one. Hey, what is you? Yeah, what, what was her name? I just remember Lana went first. Oh my God! You want me to Google this? I'm gonna go find it. I'm in the middle of getting comics, sir. But yeah, so deadline. Is this what you want me to do? I'll look it up. But 
Um, Deadline reported that a JJ JJ Abrams bad re, uh, robot launch will include an adaption of the beloved supernatural DC character John John Constantine for HBO Max, and the series will be produced by Bad Robot alongside Warner Media as part of the production's house ongoing deal with HBO Max. And they're already looking, you know, for Bad Robot. This is all Bad Robot robot stuff. They're looking to do a Shining inspired um, Overlook. And Justice League Dark. Okay. Oh, and this is a, this is a, this is a part of the DCEU, right? Uh, Constantine, yes, but not the uh, Overlook. Look, this is part of DCEU. I'm all for it. They need to build. First off, they need to get the shit straight. Get to get get their shit together. All right. Lion and Lily. There we go. And Lily. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God. All right. Now I can start thinking about something else. But yeah, they need to get this shit together and, and get back on track. Okay. They gave us Shazam. They gave us Aquaman. Um, they, if they can do it, it's not a cut. It has, they have to get this right. They have to get this right. And they have to keep, keep their, get their cash straight. Okay. None of this recast and shot. What are they doing with the Batman right now? It's still on the, um, on the, on the, it's still, it's still moving. I'm just, I mean, but continuity wise, that's not the Batman we're going to be seeing in the next, in the films, right? All right. In the DCU, right? I do not believe so. So I'm, I'm just trying to wonder why I should care about that movie. Yeah. So I got two bits of MCU news before we can hop into our review of episode seven. seven? Yes. Are we doing that already? Is it, yeah. is it the time? Is it the time already? Yes, sir. I know okay. we have other stories. I know, but we've been recording for about forty something I mean, minutes, and the time is. When do we start caring about runtime? Well, you've always wanted to keep it at an hour. I mean, sometimes I do. I ain't got nothing to do today. <laughs> so now you, how you know I ain't got nothing to do today? But you ain't got nothing to do today. Bitch, you don't know my life. I know it pretty well. All right. Well, you got more news. Well, we can keep going. Uh, yeah, well, weren't you going to go with something though? Like, I was going to segue all the MCU news into WandaVision. No, well, well start with the MCU stuff. We can come back to WandaVision later. Well, I like to segue all that stuff in. Well, here's a little bit of news. So, Jared Leto and Deborah Snyder confirmed that they only shot one scene with Batman and Jared Leto's Joker for Zack Snyder's Justice. Well, yeah, it wasn't going to be more than what I mean. Why did I thought it would be whole? Get me? Come on, that's not surprising at all. Oh no, I'm sorry. That I'm talking. I mean about the um the the reshoots. It took three days, but they literally only shot one scene. So those those reshoots only took three days, and it was just for one damn scene. All right, so I, I touched on it a little bit, but here's some highlights from the Nintendo Direct. Star Wars Hunters, which is coming out this year. The Ninja Gaiden Master Collection, which I might get, comes out June 10th. Uh, mm-hmm. June 10th. Uh, Perfect, per, I'm sorry, Project Triangle Strategy, which I know nothing about, comes out next year. The Fallout Guys Ultimate Knockout Edition will come out this summer. Uh, I'm sorry, what? Xenoblade X Super Smash Brothers comes out next month? Skyward oh, Sword. Marty. Yes, dude. That's a new character for um, Smash Brothers. It comes out next month. The character gets released next month. Oh, okay. I thought it was a game. Uh, Skyward Sword HD will be out July 16th. I don't think I beat Skyward Sword. You did not. Uh, Splatoon 3 will come out next year, 2022. Mario Golf Super Rush, which I might get. 
June 25th, Age of Calamity expansion. Is that, is that current, uh, current Mario Tennis? I want to play that. I think there is on the Switch. But I said Mario Golf. Yes. All right. The Age of Calamity expansion pass is coming out this year. The Legend of Mana remaster comes out June 24th. No More Heroes 3 comes out August 27th. And Famicom Detective Club comes out May 14th. I was thinking about getting Age of Calamity, but I'm not sure. I mean, because it's just a hack and slash. It's Destiny Warriors with Legends of Zelda. I mean, Dynasty Warriors. It, it's not exactly fair. No, that's not a fair comparison. Both uh, both uh, The Legend of Zelda, Age of Calamity, and Persona 5 Strikers, they bring a whole new flavor to that game model. It's not just a bland Musou game. They actually have depth to them. So I wouldn't necessarily... Just say, oh, it's just another, you know, Dynasty Warrior skin. No, that's not the case. I would, if you like Zelda, play that game. You will enjoy it, especially if you enjoyed uh, uh, Breath of the Wild. And actually, even more so for Persona Five. I may mean to buy that game myself. Persona Five Strikers is a legit sequel to the game. It adds on to the story of the of Persona Five, and it, it it incorporates all the gameplay of the first game, but in a different perspective of the Musou action games. More of an action RPG at this point, like Kingdom Hearts. So I should buy Age of Calamity and stop if playing you, Breath of the Wild? Like, no, no, no. If you like Breath of the Wild, play it first and beat it, and then go play Age of Calamity. Okay. All right. So a bit of news that we talked about probably like 20 podcasts ago. Tim Burton's live action Wednesday Adam series lands on Netflix. Yes. I'm so, that is so crazy. I'm excited you, about you, that. You, you might be on the fence about this. Because it's coming from the creators of Smallville. So Alfred Go and Miles Miller are going I had no problem because ultimately Smallville wasn't that bad. And quite frankly, it I was watching it from season one through four or five. It was it was the it was a ticket on from on prime time. They also wrote Spider-Man too. I mean, that's also very that's very good resume, honestly. And created into the Badlands. But yeah, so the eight episode Adams Family spinoff Wednesday follows Wednesday Adams through her spooky years at Nevermore Academy. Was that ever a thing? Is that something new? I don't know, because that might be something that they touched on in the comics if there were Adams Family comics. This could just be something that they just said, you know, we're gonna make. Huh. But yeah. So be on the lookout for that. There's no release date just yet. Uh, like I said, it's Tim Burton, so it's going to be a little dark. A little. Yeah. Definitely. What news you got, my chief? I'm actually pulling it up right now. Okay. So uh, the Anime Awards were um, last, was it last night or is it two nights ago? The Crunchyroll Anime Awards, I believe it yeah. was two nights ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're right. It was uh, January. It was February 19th that everything dropped, and it streamed live. So it was yesterday, actually. Okay. So I'm going to read some of the uh, some of the uh, winners. All right. Um, anyways, goes with their best fantasy was Ray Zero, starting a life in another world, season two. Uh, that's no surprise there. And then uh, best comedy, though. I mean, this was well deserved. Uh, Kaguya-sama, Love is War. Well, Love is War? You have to say it because it's a, there's a question mark there. I love this show so much. If you haven't watched it, give yourself a, do yourself a favor and go watch it. I, is it on Netflix? I can't remember if it's on Netflix. I know you I have no Crunchyroll. Do you have Crunchyroll yet? No, I haven't re-downloaded the app. I still have your login info. 
All right, well, you should watch the show when you get the chance. It's dope. Go watch it. Okay, uh, are you caught up on My Hero Academia? Because the next one is going to be kind of a spoiler if you ain't caught up. I'm not watching the uh, the subs, so I'm not caught up. <sighs> Heavy sigh. I, I can't with you sometimes. Okay, so you didn't watch the overhaul arc. Is what I'm saying. The one with the Yakuza. Was that season four? Uh, yes. Where the girl was kidnapped and everything? Yeah, yeah. So you watched it? I didn't finish it. Heavy sigh. You can spoil it. I don't care, Samir. Okay. Anyways, best fight scene. This is the category for best fight scene. Oh, uh, Midori and the um, head guy from the Yakuza? Yes. Yeah, I saw some of that. Will you tell them to shut the hell up? All right. Anyways, um, <laughs> the uh, yeah, Deku versus Overhaul is the winner, obviously. Uh, Broccoli versus the uh, these, these are some of the other um, uh, nominees in this one. I'm going to read the nominees for this one particularly because this one's a, a very popular category. Uh, Broccoli versus the Dark God Vecta and Sora Online Alicization War the Underworld Part Two. Uh, we have Brawler versus uh, Master and Akudama Drive, which was a baller fight. Good God, that was so good. Um, Jin Moria versus Han Han Dawai. The, the, he always messes his name up. Uh, in God of High School. And Jin Moria versus Jagol Tayek. Ta, uh, I don't know, Korean names are hard. All right. And... Um, Satoru Gojo versus Ryomu Ryomen Sakunu in uh, Jujutsu Tyson. I probably butchered that last one too. Okay, so is that on HBO Max? Uh, Jujutsu Tyson. Yes, I think it is actually. So if you have access to it, go watch it. It's go watch Jujutsu Tyson. Keep your eye on this show. It's baller. I'm gonna keep saying that word because it's true. Best animation. Keep your hands off Azokin. All right, is uh that's the winner for that one, and it beat out surprisingly some really good ones actually for best animation. B stars, uh, The Great Pretender, Jujutsu Tyson, um, Princess Connect, Redry, God of High School. These are well, these are beautifully animated shows. And this Look, show, I actually took the time to go watch B stars because you wouldn't shut up about it, and it lost. It it was nominated for best animation out of hundreds of entries. So yeah, it lost. It's still a nominated. It's still a nomination. All right. Okay. Okay, I'm going to skip over some other ones. Um, let's see, which one should we do next? I'm just going to get best girl. Okay, you got to get this one. Best girl. Okay, uh, the winner is Kaguya Shino. Okay, thank you. Uh, Kaguya uh, Shinomiya from Kaguya Sama Love is War. Abigail Jones from The Great Pretender is a nomination. She got beat out, obviously. Uh, Katarina Kleist. Uh, oh, dude, that's actually a really good one. Katarina Kleist from My My Next Life as the Villainess, All Roots Lead to Doom. That's crazy that she lost, because honestly, she's probably the best, the best thing out of that whole season that she came out in. So yeah, nuts. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see. Best boy. Oh, okay. I guess I can kind of see that. Shoyo Hinata from Haikyuu to the top, season four. And who did he beat out, though? So Toru Gojo from Jujutsu Tyson. 
Okay, I guess I can see that. Uh, Lagoshi from B Stars. Hmm, he beat him out. I guess. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm not sure how I feel about this one. Maybe. Best protagonist though, Katarina Kleiss. My life, my next life has been on this all literally to doom. Like I said, if you haven't watched this show, give you do yourself a favor. Great show. All right. You guys got the recommendations from our uh local anime expert. Well, okay, yes, I I, I guess that I am. Uh oh, let me just I'm glad you're finally embracing that title and not trying to, you know, jump down my throat and saying there's only two of us. Look, <laughs> I could do brain surgery. All right. Anyways, uh the, the anime of the year is Jujutsu Tyson. It um it beat out such uh, shows as B Stars, uh, Doreha Dohoreo, which I'll probably mispronounce again. Doro Hey Doro, that's how you pronounce that. Um, Great Pretender, Keep Your Hands Off, Azuken, and uh, Arapa Ranman, which. Oh, that show. Damn, I didn't get around to watching this one. Was that good? All right, I guess I'll have to get one, get someone to watch. Okay. But yeah, Jujutsu Tyson is anime of the year. You're sleeping on it if you haven't watched it already. Go watch it. Y'all heard the guy. Stay woke. All right, so I'm going to give us a little bit more comic book news because we talked about I think me and you talked about this. I don't think we talked about it on the last podcast. I would have to look at my notes. So DC Comics is expanding on two of its most iconic superhero movies of all time. So we are getting Batman 1989, Batman 89, and Superman 78. So, yeah. Joe Keonis from Dial H pitched uh, Batman 89 several years ago. I even remember he posted the art like on his personal website. But yeah, so now it is coming work. So Joe is going to be drawing it and the Batman screenwriter Sam Hamm will be uh, writing it. So basically, you can ignore Batman forever and Batman and Robin. Why would you ever not ignore those movies? I'm just saying, if you want to read this comic, you can just basically ignore those those two films. Of course you do. So here's my billion dollar question. Is Robin going to be black? Because originally Marlon Wayans was supposed to be Robin. God, Joel Schumacher. Samir, are you there? Yeah. I'm here. I say, God, Joel Schumacher. You there? Yes, I'm here. Oh, I don't know what the hell happened. Did the, he just said that my audio switched to my headphones. But yeah, did you say something about me saying that Marlon Wayans was originally? Yeah, told? I said God dang Joel Schumacher. Oh, hey man, may he rest in peace. Yes, may he rest. If this week has taught us anything, is that if you got beef with somebody, just because they did don't mean that people go away. Uh yeah, I know that. <laughs> I'm like, yo, I'm like, the memes for Rush Limbaugh are vicious. Well, the guy was an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, if you guys haven't already, which I can't imagine how you haven't, because unless you're living in Iraq, go check out some of those memes. They're 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 pretty dank. But yeah, and Superman seventy eight is going to be written by Robert Vendetti. He wrote 
Red Lanterns for a bit. And the art will be drawn by Batman 66 artist Wilfredo Torres. So basically, uh, this series is set fairly early in the Man of Steel's costume career before Lois uncovers Clark's secret. And Superman 78 explores how the citizens of Metropolis come to grips with the discovery that a man can fly. So it's not known yet whether, you know, they will be, you know, exploring like Metallo and all that and all you know, and all the big bads besides, you know, Lex Luthor. I guess. I mean, I, I mean, yeah, I guess. OK, I see the merit in storylines like this because you, you feel like they're rehashing at the same time, though, a lot of current readers haven't read back that far. So I mean, it would be cool to see. These aren't adaptations of the films. These are just continuing the original film. So. Like I said before, this is basically after Batman Returns and the first Superman. And these are going to be digital first, so they'll run for 12 chapters, which I think they're just limited series. So basically the way they do digital series is because uh, digital books come out every week. So first six chapters will be printed into one, you know, issue or whatever, then so on and so forth. And both series will launch on July 27th. And the collection of the two chapters will print between August and October. So, yeah, I'm kind of interested in that because I'm a big fan of Joe Keonis's art. Like I said before, um, he drew America. America. You know, America Chavez's book. Oh, yeah. Wait, which one? The recent one where she was going to school. How She's only had two that? books and no one really read uh, Vengeance. I sent you uh, some of his Bruce Wayne sketches in the chat, so go ahead and check those out. I'm trying to remember the art in that book because that art that book didn't last long. Yeah, it was 12 issues, but yeah, if you just open the chat, you can see his art. His art, he's kind of got like an aging Michael Keaton thing going on. But yeah. his art is also very like He's 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 leaning into the animated series a little bit because Gordon looks a little bit like the anime counterpart, and so does Bullock. Right, and he oh he's also doing the Buffy thing, right? No, he's not doing Buffy. He's not doing Buffy. No, he never did Buffy. That was Jorge Genty. Oh, okay, I'm mix him up. But yeah, so be on the lookout for those two books. Like I said, twelve issues digitally, two issues print. All right, man. You got any news? Um, yeah, do I have any news? You can All talk right, about yeah. the Cruella trailer because you. Oh, are... right. That's right. That's what we want to do. Yeah, yeah. The Cruella trailer. Dear God, that shot looks fire. Oh my God! Like they can stick this landing. This is going to be fire. Like just, just dude, the drip on that trailer. I'm really getting sick and tired of all these lingo words for you know. Like drip, then it was. You sound, you sound old. I am old. I'm about to be 35 in a week. Sir, sir, you are only a few weeks older than me. So if you say that, then that means I'm old and I'm not old. You so, know who you sound like? You sound like Joey in that episode of Friends. I'm going to put the sound clip in here and we're going we gonna to run the parallels to it, to what you're saying right now. How about but, you just shut the hell up? Because we, oh, 35 isn't old. All right. Okay. Okay, okay Mr. Tribbiani. All right, look, all right, is it AO? All right, so stop stop fighting new stuff. Okay, stop getting upset when someone new comes up. That's what old people do. I don't like it because it's new. That's what, you, that's what you did right there. I don't like these new words. What's wrong with new words? That's what words are. They're made up. 
Look, turning 30's not that big a deal. Oh, really? Is that how you felt when you turned 30? Why, God, why? We had a deal. Let the others grow old, not me. Oh, come on, you guys. Is it just me? Am I overreacting to this? No, Rach, it's not just you. My 30th birthday certainly wasn't that much fun. And now Chandler. <laughs> I'm getting so old. Why are you doing this to us? Here we are, just a bunch of 30-year-olds. Wow, do you realize in 10 years we're going to be 40? <laughs> Why, God? Why are you doing this to us? How would you feel if you found out you were 31? That's not going to happen, you know, because we have a new deal. Okay, I'll continue with the. Uh, you derailed my whole goddamn gush about Cruella the goddamn Krillin trailer. You suck. Uh, what was I saying? Yeah. Anyway, if Disney can drip. manage to stick this landing, land, yeah, drip. If it manages to stick this landing on this on this uh, movie, it, it, it just looks so good. It's like I never, I never thought that I would want to see a Krillin movie this much. You know, I mean Emma Stone. Looks so glad he been good in that trailer. And it's like the the subject, do her coming up as an up-and-coming designer for clothing and just and it's just hitting the fashion scene and just and thinking about storm and like and, and how she's half crazy and doing all this all this unorthodox and just off-the-wall stuff. It's like, damn, Corella freaking fine. Yo, I'm just saying it, it, I'm just excited. Do you don't, you don't, you don't feel that either? Yeah, hold on a second. What the hell? Oh. I was freaking out because I forgot I had the timer on. I was about to say, what the hell is that beeping noise? All right. So, yeah. Um, like I said before, I have no interest in Disney reboots, remakes, or prequels to pre-existing characters unless it is in animated form. I so, got to say, this isn't necessarily a rehash or a remake this is it's an origin story it's a villain so they can definitely do a a live action origin story like i didn't give two craps about maleficent oh maleficent wasn't executed that well well apparently they thought so because they did two freaking movies it made money true um i don't know like i posted the trailer i didn't watch it no, I think just 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 watch the damn trailer. All right, it might change your mind. I don't know what your, your problem with it, old man. Just watch it. Back in my day, when you did origin stories for characters from existing animated properties, that was also animated, and I don't like it because it's different. Cut your hair, son. That's that's what you sound like. I wouldn't say you know cut your hair, son, and all that. You goddamn hippie. That's what you sound like. Hey, hey, hey. All right, so a bit of news from our favorite Scientologist. Tom Cruise? Yes. So Mission Impossible 7 and 8 will no longer be shot back-to-back. I heard about that. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's mainly due to scheduling conflicts, so, you know, they were originally announced, you know, back-to-back, but Tom Cruise has a scheduling conflict, so Deadline reported that Cruise... Needed to be on promotional duties for Top Gun Maverick, which, you know, cuts into the planned shooting times for 
Mission Impossible 8. I mean, so, as we all know, Maverick was supposed to come out last July, but you know, coronavirus obviously. happened. Obviously. So now he's got to, you know, put all that on hold to basically, you know, do do a promo for his other baby. Yeah. How was it the whole Jane Foster Valkyrie uh, thing? Was that good? It was good. She's still Valkyrie. I mean, you got to read King and Black at the moment because do it. Trying to catch up to that because apparently all, a lot of King of Black apparently is, is a far reaching thing and it's just it's hitting everybody. Uh, yeah, it's Noel God of the Symbiotes. I told you he killed Eddie Brock in the first issue. Good. Look, Brock was redeeming himself. Yeah, where's Flash Thompson? He died two years ago if you would fucking read Spider-Man. Yeah, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, all right? There's only one benefit for me and it's Flash Thompson. Look, Eddie Brock got a son who can kind of control symbiotes. So I suggest you read it. Silver Surfer is black for some reason. I didn't read that many. Lauren Rad is black? Yeah. Like I mean, Donny Cates is he he every book. Okay, hang written. on. Even in the original, I, wasn't he kind of tanned on that planet? No, I mean like in his silver form, he's completely black. You oh, that kind of black. black. I silver. thought you meant like you black, know, not, not dark complexion, like black. Like oh, I thought you meant like he a brother. <laughs> no, like 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 a pin black. Oh, okay, that's cool. But yeah, like every book that Donny Cates has written, you know, from Thor, Guardians of the Galaxy. He has made a connection to Null, the god of the symbiotes. And all this started when he got on Venom. So all this is kind of coming back around full circle. Like, I love when writers do this. With the exception of Grant Morrison. I was about to say, what about Grant Morrison? What do you hate Grant Morrison? Grant Morrison will give you a migraine and make you think you hate Grant Morrison. I I don't hate Grant Morrison. I just hate some of the things he does. Like, I loved his run on Batman and Robin. But, you know, when Final Crisis came around, it was like, bro, what is going on? What were the implications of this? Only thing we know, Bruce Wayne oh, got oh, sent what about, what about the what about the new uh, the new apocalypse uh, and the new the new guys essentially? Yeah, that the was new, Final new Crisis. Yeah, yeah, I that made them. no sense. That didn't go anywhere, did it? No, it didn't. It made no sense. It's, it's like, like why? Like, why like, they, like they got rebooted into like real people or whatever. Yeah, and they were all like ECOs and they're doing you know shisty business stuff. Yeah, I'm like. Okay, this might be cool. Never happened, though. It wasn't. They did that on Smallville, and it was horrible. That's how the last season of Smallville was. Well, I mean... <laughs> and we never got Tom Welling in a suit. You got him. Did he fly away? CG. <laughs> Show suck balls. It's like after Al Gore and Miles Miller left, like around season... Six, it kind of went the Dexter route. Once you're, you know, your original showrunners leave, like your show kind of starts to plummet. I mean, it goes through its peaks and valleys, but it ain't the same. But right. yeah, I'm sorry. Um, so yeah, uh, Christopher McGuire posted on Instagram that the team uh, finishes shooting the Middle East and would now be heading to, Lo- to London to finish, I mean, to apply the finishing touches to Mission Impossible 7. But Mission Impossible 8 is still set to release November 4th of next year. Yeah. Hey, what's this whole star thing? Star from Marvel? Yeah. You know, for someone, you know, who 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 barely reads any books led by a man, why aren't you caught up on Captain Marvel? You know what? I will catch up on Captain Marvel. That's what that's my goal this weekend. I will catch up on Yeah, you need to Captain catch Marvel. 
catch up on Captain Marvel. I have all the comics now. I'm, I'm downloading as we speak. I'm yeah, really catch up on Captain Marvel. You'll know who Star is. You have to download her limited also, series. Also, yo, you know who used to be a big deal? Star Brand and uh, what was his, his, uh, his uh, buddy? Um, Manifold? Night Mask. Night Mask. Yeah. Night Star Mask. Brand died. Oh. Uh, he went really? nuts. He went nuts, apparently, and got into it with Robbie Reyes, and Robbie killed him. No yeah. one knows where Night Mask is. I suggest you read. I mean, Starbrand, he's one. Okay, this is what this is what I mean. Going back to what I said about Mortal Kombat, this is what I mean about new characters not be, being tricky. Being tricky. Like, the Starbrand came out. He was a big deal. He was super powerful. And he never took off. And he got limboed, came back, got limboed again. And then they used him for a story plot, essentially. Well, um... He actually got killed in I think Marvel Legacy, which came out like three years ago, dude. So yeah, about three years ago. Yeah, it ain't like he, 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 it ain't like he just died. But I'm not saying, but that's what I'm saying though. Star Brand was he he, he came. Well, out. no, they're still a Star Brand because Jason Aaron's doing this whole thing where like you know there were Primordial Avengers, so there was a Star Brand, there was a Hulk, there was a Black Panther. Oh yeah, that thing. I heard about the Phoenix. That, that was yeah. not very cool. I mean, it's kind of cool because Tony Stark guy hurled back a time and he almost got killed by them. But there is a new star brand and more or less the the implications of the creation of the star brand. I mean, it wasn't as bad as when Bendis created this star brand where a town basically got decimated. Mm. This one's a baby. Oh, so the Avengers have a baby now. That's not the first time you see a baby do stuff. I know it's not the first time, but this is the first time that the Avengers have had a baby and Carol and Tony are acting like his parents. Keep in mind. Carol punched Tony into a coma, and now they're basically raising this baby. I'm glad. They, I'm glad it's water under the bridge. Stuff happens, you know. I mean, Tony got um got Steve killed. Remember that? Or what about that time Tony sicked a bunch of villains on on Peter? Remember that? Or what about the time that uh, the Avengers tried to take uh, take um, uh, Valeria and Franklin from um, from Sue and Reed, and 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 Sue had to, and they had to, they fucked around to find out what's up with Sue Richards. Remember that? I don't remember that one actually. Oh, you don't? She but, held the whole Avengers team at a standstill. Yo, the thing is strong, but dude, don't sleep on the business woman. She is definitely a very close second in terms of power application on that team. That girl is dangerous. Don't screw around with Sue Storm. Just saying. Well, Susan Richards, depending on who you yeah. Richards, because she's married. Yeah, she is. Well, she ain't tied to her man. She don't need nobody. All right. Visible woman. And since we're talking about random comic book news, can we talk about how much of a dick Professor Xavier was to Franklin Richards after he lost his powers? Okay, he never had exchange. He can't come to Krakoa. What you want the man to do? Kind of make an exception. I mean, you had him on the island before. The Krakoa's not going to let him there. Bro, they, they, just, they just let a bunch of non, non-powered people on like an offshoot of Krakoa. It might have been Genosha. I can't remember. But um, this was in the Marauders King and Black tie-in. Oh, yeah. Well, that was, that's obviously a special situation there. Also, can Kitty get back on the island yet? I don't. Tell I don't know nothing about this. How? Why is she not available? I mean, why can she not come on the island? Is that was the whole point of her. That was the whole point of the Marauders book when she started it. I don't read any of the X Men books. She tried to walk onto the island and she couldn't get through. And that was that book is good. Like, so what? Is she not a mutant? Is there? No, like she's a a mutant. It's just for some reason she can't. Because maybe because of her powers or because of who she is, she can't get on the island. She's kind of stranded, and they and basically they have to, you know, they they meet her outside the island every time they want to talk to her. So basically, no Jews on the island. 
Damn, he had no. I'm sure there's another Jewish. Uh, <laughs> name another. Ju- name another Jewish mutant. I'm gonna think about it. Shut up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. That's the only thing I can think of that's different with Kitty Pride. There's other Jewish mutants, man. You know, I'm gonna look this up right now. Jewish mutants. Just talk to the feeling dater, man. I don't know. I'm, 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 you got me. You got me tripped up. Oh no, Jews allowed in the aisle. Well, why would you say that? We honestly should. We should definitely um, uh, get on our uh, our um, review of the one. Yeah. Though. So let me bring in those little two bits of news that I wanted to bring up as far as MCU goes. MCU. Marvel slash Disney has finally res- uh, have all the rights to their Netflix characters back. Oh to- yeah, I was going to bring yeah, that Punisher up. Punisher and yeah. Jessica Jones have finally reverted back to Marvel Studios. Did they get back Daredevil? They been got back Daredevil. They and, those were the last two that they needed to get back. So yo, okay, listen, John Barenthal is he's is he he's not he's not reprising for that was a rumor, right? That was it was a rumor. Yes, we shot that down like four episodes ago. Okay, I recall. Yes, yeah. so. If they can grab these actors back, these actors mostly that aren't doing anything, just grab them back. We don't know that. They could be shooting stuff that's Charlie just not Puth out ain't yet. doing nothing. Who? Charlie Puth, proof, proof, proof. Cox. Charlie Cox. Puth is a singer. What? We've gone over this like before. Stop it. Listen, listen. All right. I had a long week. Shut up. Look, put some respect on both their names, okay? One's British and one has a scar from a car accident. Charlie Proof? It's Puth. Poofed. Say it with me. Poofed. P-U-T-H. I refuse to say something so goofy. You, you just pronounce like 20 anime characters' names horribly. No, no, those aren't goofy names. All right. Well, um, so I will save the last two bits of news uh, that are MCU related at the end of the podcast because they are WandaVision related. So let's get into episode seven of WandaVision. All right. Starting now. Spoilers, I just everybody. have a mini stroke. WandaVision episode seven, breaking the fourth wall. Spectrum yes. is live, baby. Yes, she is. Oh, yes. Oh, God, that was so cool. When she broke through the barrier and she like reconstituted herself and pushed through that last little, that last little bit she needed. I want I'm so excited for her character. I can't wait to see what they do. Yeah, but uh, Modern Family meets The Office. Oh, yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> All right, first off, uh, Kat Dennings, who's crushing her right now because... Whew, Go ahead and yeah. say baby girl because I knew you was getting ready to say it. I, I was just going to say she took it in a bowl of oatmeal, but I didn't want to objectify her because she's also I, like a super cool character in this episode right now. She, I can't wait to see what, how that's going to go from... Uh, they're basically all... all all parties of interest are going to converge next episode, I'm, I'm thinking. Or at least really soon. More or less. And if you guys don't get that thicker than a bowl of oatmeal reference, I will drop it right here. The state had the defendant on tape selling marijuana to an un- a female undercover police officer on several different occasions. He had no problem whatsoever hitting on the undercover officer on the audio tape, trying to pick her up and saying, Girl, you're thicker than a bowl of oatmeal. And if you don't get that reference, you've been living under a bubble. And that guy looks like my cousin Rashad. Shout out to Rashad. What the dude from the from the um the yes. trial? Yes. It wasn't I mean, him I- though. It wasn't him. <laughs> but yeah, so and the other bit. 
Why was Vision scratching his head like he has hair? It's funny, yeah, because they're doing the old interview thing, so he's stuck in it too. It's like he could have flew out a long time ago, but he's kind of stuck in it wherever she's got going on. She so had to plan to play the game. It's hilarious. He, he realized it halfway through. That was pretty like, funny. Why, why am I even doing this? Get, get, this is ridiculous. Took off the lapel mic and just hit his head on the boom mic. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. I was dying. Then they cut to him just phasing out of the um the van. Let poor Darcy later deal with them kids crossing the tracks. I mean, crossing the street. And why oh, were them yeah. kids on leashes? Because kids wander off, man. That you've never seen a bunch of little dude. If I had, if I had more than two small children, I'm putting them all on leashes. I'd be like a dog walker at these kids. Wow. But 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 yeah. So I called it. They threw out that fucking red hair in the last episode, and I called it. I knew that bitch was Agatha Harkness. Oh boy, that was a big drop. Yep. But this is the thing I don't get. Is she a bad? Is she a villain? She's not, she's not inherently an evil person. So Agatha Harkness isn't a villain at all. Agatha Harkness is the sweetheart of the Marvel Comics universe. She was Franklin Richards' nanny. The only I thing think she, what they're gonna do, I think she's gonna help Wanda with her issues and she's gonna get her mind straight. That's what I think she's gonna do. That's why she obviously probably put the kids to the side so she can help out. Uh Wanda. dude, do you not recall the song at the end? It was Agatha all along. Right, but she maybe needed to do that to help Wanda in the long run. So she's also she's also the line, her to help her. Right, the line at the end of one uh, line at the end of the song was like, um, "She screwed it up so much that it can't be screwed back. And she can't be can't be fixed now because things are basically it's at a tipping she point." She killed Sparky. Yeah, well, you know, Sparky was never really real. Apparently, we don't know that. He we don't know Sparky if Sparky was, was a real wasn't a real dog. Hmm. Only thing we know is the kids aren't real. That could have been a real dog. The kid, I mean, the kids are real. And just shoved his poor animal mouth full of azalea leaves. We don't know. All right, I want to see how this goes. Yeah. All right, so I got a few Easter eggs. So one of them that I kind of figured off the bat because his birthday is ingrained into my brain. So in the opening credits, when they just show like Wanda, Wanda, Wanda all over the place... And they show it on a driver's license plate. There's a date on there that says 12-28-22. Stanley's birthday. Oh, okay. That's cool. Right. And the coffee that was in the fridge, Maxwell House. That might be a reference to House of M. Okay. And I don't know why Wanda's buying great value apple juice. I just wanted to point that out. Shout out to Walmart. Uh, the the cereal. Did you catch the cereal? No, I did not. Sugar snaps. Sugar snaps. Thanos. Oh, snaps! Right, the blip. <laughs> yes. But yeah, like we said before, the reference to the opening was the Office meets Modern Family. I don't. There was no real reason why there was a we there besides the simple fact that everything was you know changing. From a who knows what system they were playing before to a Nintendo Switch uh, GameCube controller to an Atari controller to Uno cards. The right, commercial back to a Wii remote. Yeah. yeah, back to a Wii Nunchuck. No, yeah. just a Wii remote because they didn't have the Nunchuck. The commercial was obviously a reference to Nexus, which could be the Nexus of all realities. So does that mean that Man Thing is going to pop up? Maybe because yeah, Man Thing is the leader of the nexus of all realities. If you don't know who Man-Thing is, just think Swamp Thing, but 
he burns anything that is impure or something yes. like that. Really and he also that. doesn't have it. He, he, he's not sentient per se. Yeah. He's more of a force of nature. He's like a natural disaster that walks around. Yeah. Whereas uh, Swamp Thing can be talked to and he has a personality. Yes. Uh, Monica Rambeau's uh, sword outfit was a clear reference to her Spectrum suit. Slightly. With the, with the blue and white. I mean, it wasn't, you know, direct, but, you know, the pattern of the shoulders and everything. That's a bit of a reach. I guess. All right. I have no idea why the kids were watching Yo Gabba Gabba at 10 years old. I don't know, but whatever. That book that was in the basement that was possibly the Dark Hold, which was is it's kind of like the Necronomicon of the Marvel Universe. It, the last time I saw it was on Agents of Shield. The TV show? Yes. And of course, Agatha's theme music was more or less a reference to the Adams family in the Monsters. So those are all the Easter eggs I caught. But man, that last episode was epic. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty oof. I, I I hate that I can't just binge it all the way through. Yeah, and hopefully we find out more about what's going on with Evan Peters Pietro. Oh yeah, at the end of the end credit scene. Yeah, what do you say again? Uh, uh, Snooper's gonna snoop or something? Yeah, Snooper's gonna snoop. Yeah, so nuts. But um. Two little bits of news that were thrown out. So Tiona, uh, Tiona Paris, a.k.a. Monica Rambeau said, I can't wait to see y'all's reaction to, uh, when you learn who the aerospace engineer is. It's got to be Reed Richards. I don't know. I mean, I, I think Reed wouldn't be. I don't know. I, don't I mean, they already announced a movie. This would be a good way to introduce them into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Possibly. He also gets to be younger, right? Like, how young are they going to make I mean, pictures? if they go the ultimate route, early 20s. He was, they were in their teens. No, Dude, 20s. The first few 20s. Volumes. No, when, when, when they started, they were in their teens. When they got yeah. their powers, they were college age. That's still pretty damn young. Yeah. But yeah, the first dude, the first few, the first several volumes actually. Because you got to uh, remember, Johnny was Johnny was Peter's age because Johnny went to high school with Peter. Yeah, Johnny was Peter's age. God, that was a good book. Yeah. Until it, until it wasn't. Why are you naming Drake albums? I, I'm not. It I was good. Drake. I, I know. But yeah, so oh, Danny Elfman is also going to score Doctor Strange. But Paul Bettany also said this. People seem to think that the mysterious cameo is Doctor Strange. There is one character that has not yet been revealed. So I want to know who this this cameo is going to be because we already know that Benedict Cumberbatch is going to be in this, in, at least in the last Oh my God, I'm so excited. I mean, yeah, we got two episodes left. Like, yeah, uh, two, I thought it was three. We're on, we're on episode seven. Is like, it nine yes, or ten? Yes, ten. it's nine, nine episodes. Oh my God, screw you, Disney. But, um... Shout out to Loco. I guess it's been so long since he watched Thor. He forgot that Darcy was in Thor. He's he's rewatching it with his girl. Hey, Jay. I, mean, I haven't watched Thor in a long time. I know Darcy. I mean, we're, we're we're really like the geeks of the, you know, of all of this. So we 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 tend to remember those characters in ingrained in our brain. We're also, not, like I said, I, I, I'm Cat Dennings. Come on. Yeah, we're not the Cat playlist. We're not the casual movie watchers. I'm sorry you didn't say 40-year-old virgin because that's what we got introduced to her first. Oh, yeah. She was in that. Were yeah. you cool, Brad, with the Jufro? 
<laughs> well, go ahead and say your other part. What other part? It's like, yo, do these cones come in actual large? It's like, you got a small. <laughs> I can't even get through that scene. It's so goddamn funny. Go rewatch for your version. Hilarious. Still I'll hold that scene in here. Yes. Very classic. That small penis, Brad. <laughs> it's like that dad had no chill. No, he oh did not. God. Nice. Oral sex play. Sounds like my Friday night. Oh, shut up, Seth. We went to Temple. Okay, are there any virgins here who are thinking about having sex for the first time? Oh. Wait, wait. <laughs> so, so you're a virgin? <laughs> I tapped that. Oh, yeah, you tapped that. Seth, what, you think you're cool with your little Jufro? We don't say tap that. What, what, what are you talking about, Seth? You know what? I'm a virgin, too. <laughs> hey, that's we're virgins too. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know what? It's a it's it's a personal choice, and and I don't think it's weird at all. You know what your problem is? You're putting the pussy on a pedestal. That's the second time I've heard that. What is the pussy on a pedestal thing? Okay, um, I can't listen to any more of this because it's making me sick. So bye. You can get this information on your website, right? Oh, yes, thanks. Nice meeting, everybody. Any other questions? Do you have any extra-large condoms? You've got a tiny penis. All right, we should probably wrap. But, yeah. So, we got two more episodes of WandaVision left. I don't know which theme music should I put at the end of this because I don't well I know you don't listen to the podcast but for like the last three right. episodes the last three episodes I've been putting the WandaVision like opening music in since like I want to say it's either the uh, the the growing pains episode basically where Pietro got introduced so uh, what should I put as the outro music the WandaVision intro or the it was Agatha all along it was Agatha all along alright say less alright guys so uh, this is Bernard, and this is Amir, and that was a brand, another brand new, exciting episode of the Angry Blurs podcast. All right, Charles. Next time, same blur channel, same blur network. Yeah, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend. Shout out to Loco again from the Three Shades podcast for um that meme that he posted, and you're also a jerk for that. He he, uh, but yeah, you saw it in the group chat where he sent me the meme of the guy sleeping under the under the carpet under the rug. Yeah, but yeah, so we will see you guys next week. And like I said before, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend, tell a friend, all that good stuff. Enjoy your weekends, cause next week I might get drunk on the podcast, cause my birthday is next Sunday. We'll just do something nice. I will. They don't want to get drunk. They might. Who knows? But what we'll, we'll did you say next? Yeah. All right, guys. See ya. <laughs> Tell them to shut up.